Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. Please join me in a moment of prayer before we get started. Heavenly Father, thank you for the person listening to this prayer. I ask that you would help open their mind and their heart and that you would speak directly to them through today's message. In the name of your son, my brother, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Hey, City Place family, Pastor Damon here, and I am so excited to be hanging out with you this Sunday morning. Man, what an amazing Mother's Day weekend we had. Pastor Ty came and brought the word of God. If you haven't listened to that message yet, I'm telling you, you want to listen to Dusty Dreams. I'm actually going to pull a little bit, pull a little bit from that today. But I just want to welcome you here to City Place Church online. Again, my name is Damon. I, along with my wife, Taisha, we are the lead pastors of City Place Church, and we welcome you to service today. Now, I want you to grab just a couple of things as a resource for yourself. I want you to grab today's notes, cityplacechurch.com backslash notes, and uh, get ready to take notes today because we're actually going to, I'm going to jump out of the way, tell you just a quick announcement about something that's happening in the life of our students, and then I'm going to come right back and jump right into the Word of God today. I believe that today's service is going to set up for what we're going to talk about and what God wants to do ministry-wise next Sunday. And so make sure you download today's sermon notes. I want to also just welcome all of you who are watching and hanging out with us for the very first time, Facebook and YouTube, and even those of you who are listening on podcasts. I want to say good morning to you today. And as always, if you've been hanging out with us, please don't be silent. Uh, we, 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 we say that we lean in level 10, we remove the distractions, we engage in today's message and we take notes. And so share today's message, share today's message, spread the word that we're in this series, Dream Again, and dreams are coming alive. But I want your heart to be so full of what God wants to say. And then during our service, we're going to worship God with our tithe and our offering. I believe that when we partner together, the kingdom of God advances. And so um, we just believe that God has called our church to live to give. So if you are ready for today's uh, continuation of our series, Dream Again. So listen, students, you got to mark your calendar next Sunday. You all are hanging out immediately following service at Basio. Get you some amazing ice cream. This is the first time our students have gathered together in person during COVID. And so uh, I know Jacob and Becca are excited to spend time with you uh, next Sunday morning. But if you're ready for the word, say, I'm ready. You're going to want to take notes today. My heart is so full with the word of God. Taisha preached such an amazing message last week entitled Dusty Dreams. And one of the things that she said last week was that uh, dusty dreams are are those dreams that uh, have lost or have a lack of the flow of the breath of God. Like God breathing on them, it, it, it has stopped. And she told us that the way those dreams come alive is that we remember what God has done. And she talked about the lady who was bent over for 18 years and just how over time she, she may have gotten stuck in this moment, but it wasn't until she had an encounter with Jesus that she was able to live again. And that that once dusty dream came alive again. And so I pray that you've been enjoying this series. And if you're here for the very first time, again, my name is Damon and I welcome you to City Place Church. And we've been in a series called Dream Again. We said that God didn't, uh, Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. This was on Easter Sunday we kicked off this service. We said that Jesus came to bring dead people back to life. And 
We continued on and we said that dreams are birthed in the presence of God. Because in Acts chapter 2 verse 17, Peter was talking and he quoted the prophet Joel when he said that in the last days God will pour out his spirit on all flesh and sons and daughters will prophesy and young men will see visions and old men will dream dreams. And we said that prophecy, when we see that word in Acts chapter 2, it meant that God will say what he wants to say and declare a thing and it will take place. So it's literally, prophecy is literally God saying something to us and declaring it and it taking place. And then visions is a snapshot of heaven. It's only given through divine revelation. And so God speaks to us and then God gives us a snapshot like a picture from heaven. And then when he said dream dreams, dreams are the motion picture of heaven where God puts together the snapshot and the spoken voice of God together and it creates this motion picture where it all plays out and it accomplishes what God wants to do. And over these weeks, we said that we could either have our dream or we can have God's dream. My dream is limited. Your dream is limited by itself. But God's dream impacts his kingdom, his purpose, his plan, his people. But you and I get the benefit of it. And so over these last five or six weeks that we've been in this series, we've literally been putting an emphasis on us remaining in the presence of the Lord because it's the Spirit of God that births these dreams. And we said that the Spirit of God reveals to us the fun and serious things that we can't see, hear, or accomplish on our own. And so today, as we jump into the Word of God, I was so challenged last week by Pastor Ty's message that I told her, I said, that thought of dusty dreams is already getting me started on a thought today. And so I'm going to throw out some titles here in a minute and I'm going to allow you to pull whichever title you want and I'll have you drop it in in the comment section there of what you would decide today's message would be because I couldn't really land on the title because it's all in the text. And so if you have your Bibles, turn me to Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel chapter 37. I'm going to read four verses and then I'm going to jump down to verse 11 And then we'll frame it all together in the middle what we missed towards the end of the service. Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 1 through 4 says this. The hand of the Lord was on me and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord. Remember we just said that it's the spirit of the Lord. It's the spirit of the Lord who reveals the things to us that we haven't seen yet. Let's keep going. And the spirit of the Lord set me in the middle of a valley. Somebody say valley. Come on, somebody type in valley. And the valley was full of bones. And he led me back and forth among them. And I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were dry. And he asked me, son of man, can these bones live? And I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones And say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now go down to verse 11. Then the Lord said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up. Our hope is gone. We are cut off. This morning, as we continue our series, Dream Again, just Listening to last week when Pastor Ty was talking about dusty dreams, I immediately told her, I said, Taisha, dusty dreams. 
I, when, I, when I think of dusty dreams, I think of the story of Ezekiel and the place where he was, where there was dry bones. And in this story, the Bible says that there's a man by the name of Ezekiel who is a prophet of God. He speaks what God says, but when you look in the book of Ezekiel, he is not only hearing what God says, God is literally showing him visions of what he sees. And the Bible says that he has been spending time with God and God is talking about the people of Israel because during this time, it is believed that Ezekiel has been brought from the place where he was and been around a Babylonian culture. In the days of like Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God has raised up Ezekiel to be able to declare the word of the Lord. And so he has seen how Israel has not been able to really function in the full capacity that God has created them to function because they're literally living under a rule that is causing them pain. And so in the book of Ezekiel, God begins to download to Ezekiel what he wants Ezekiel to say and what he sees. And when we get to Ezekiel chapter 37, the Bible says that the hand of the Lord is on Ezekiel. So I want you to imagine, I don't have another person with me, but imagine uh, that God's hand is on me. So see the imagery. It says that God's hand is on me and the spirit of the Lord brought me out. So I see it kind of like this. Come on, Ezekiel, we're going to hang out. The spirit of the Lord brought me out into a valley that was full of dry bones. And he began to walk me back and forth. And then as we are walking back and forth, he says to me, Ezekiel, can these bones live again? And Ezekiel says, only you know, Lord. And then he says this. He says, now, Ezekiel, I want you to prophesy to these dry bones and prophesy this. Hear the word of the Lord. As I was preparing this week, I felt like the Lord wanted me to ask you, do you believe, do you believe that your God dream can come alive? Do you believe that the broken place of your life can come alive? That's a question. Will you type it in? Type in yes, no, maybe. I felt like this week, that as we are in this series, that I wasn't just supposed to hype us up, that I was supposed to prepare us so that everybody gets a breakthrough during this series. Do you believe that the area of your life can come alive? This morning, as we're thinking about this text, I'm looking in this story and I'm looking in this text and here are my, my titles for today. Are you ready? And, and, and you can pick which one. Valley dreams, that's one. Dried up dreams, that's two. Or revived dreams. Valley dreams, dried up dreams, or revived dreams. Y'all ready to go to work? I realize that in our life, all of us will have a mountaintop and a valley moment. A mountaintop moment and a valley moment. The highest of high and some low moments of our life where we feel like God is just as good as it can be. All of us will experience 
a mountaintop moment and a valley moment. And the challenge is, is that we can sometimes view the mountaintop moments as the joyful moments of our life and the valley moments as the disappointments, the struggles of life. But when I read Ezekiel chapter 37, I find hope in the valley. I find that there's possibility in the valley. I find that if God is functioning in the valley, then the dreams of my life and the dreams of your life can live. See, I realize when I'm looking through scripture that the valley is unavoidable. Can you write that down? The valley is unavoidable, but the perspective of the valley is key. The valley is unavoidable, but the perspective of the valley is key. We said several weeks ago when we were talking about Joseph that Joseph would have told us that we have to expect the unexpected. We have to expect to see problems and we have to expect to see opportunities. We have to expect to see that there's going to be tough moments in our life, but we have to have a vantage point that even in the middle of the tough moments of life, there are God opportunities. And so in the mountaintop moments, you can still see problems. In the valley moments, we can still see problems, but we have to make sure that we have the kingdom of God perspective where if God's dream is in me, then God is going to do whatever it takes for his dream to be fulfilled. My dream, if I'm pursuing my dream, I feel like it could be a constant struggle, delay, obstacle, disappointment. But in God's dream, God's dream can thrive. So the fact of the matter is that there's the valleys of life are, are, are unavoidable, but the perspective of them are key. We have to expect that God will always be doing something in the highest of highs and in the lowest of lows. This morning, you're choosing the title. We're talking about valley dreams, dried up dreams, or revived dreams. Write this down. I wrote this down in my notes, and I want, I want you to write it down in yours. In my dream, the valley is, some, is something that I try to avoid. But in God's dream for me, the valley is beneficial. It's the beneficial part of the journey. Did you catch that? In, 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 in my dream, in my dream, in, in, in my pursuit of trying to get to the top, trying to accomplish my dream, I try to avoid valleys. But in God's dream for me and in God's dream for you, the valley moments are part of the journey and it's beneficial to you. Let me prove it. Here it is in God's word. In 1 Samuel 17, David fought Goliath in a valley. In the valley of Elah, David, while everyone else, the Bible says that, 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 that the people of Israel were on one side of the hill and the people of the Philistines were on the other side of the hill and Goliath was in the valley. And the Bible says that David met Goliath in the valley. Why? Because the benefit of facing the giant was blessing and opportunity. So David saw an opportunity when everyone else saw a problem. David said, what happens for the man that beats the giant? David saw victory and blessing and opportunity in the valley. My, my challenge this morning is to get us to see the valley as an opportunity. So we either have valley blessing, dried up blessing, or revived blessing. Hopefully this will all come together in a few moments. Joshua in Exodus chapter 17 fought the Amalekites in the valley. 
Moses was, the Bible said, on top of the hill. And it says that when Moses' arms were up, Joshua had victory. And so Aaron and Hur, when Moses got tired, lifted up his arms. And the Bible says that in the valley, Joshua won victory for the people of Israel. So when uh, Joshua was in the, in the valley, his whole uh, moment was, was that we're going to defeat the enemy head on. So the valley wasn't a negative spot. This was a place where we face our enemy head on in the valley. In Genesis chapter 26, verse 19, the Bible says that Isaac's servants dug a well in the valley of Gerar and they discovered fresh water there. So in Isaac's case, when his men and his servants dug a well in the valley, the Bible says that fresh water flowed. So in the valley, there are opportunities for fresh water moments with God. So you and I have an opportunity for blessing and opportunity. You and I have a moment to say to the enemy, absolutely not. Not in this moment. I see opportunity. I don't see problem. And then also in the valley, there's an opportunity to be refreshed in the presence of God. In Numbers chapter 13, verse 23, the Israelite spies, the Bible says, as they were touring out the promised land, the Bible says that they cut down in the valley of Eshkol, clusters of grapes that were so big that two people had to carry. So in the valley, there is the opportunity to be fruitful and to bear fruit in the valley. So again, we can either see a problem or we can see an opportunity. I am here to challenge us today that God wants to give us this moment as we dream again to be able to speak life to us when we could be in a valley. This was all from Pastor Ty last week talking about dusty dreams and how dusty dreams could be void of the breath of God. My assignment today is to make sure that whatever moment of life that we're in is that we see that God's hand is in every moment because we're leaning into God's dream. So I want you to write this down. So we know that the valley is going to be un, un, unavoidable. We know that there is the benefit in the valley that God uses for the journey. I want you to write this down. God uses the valley to identify dried up places that impact his dreams for me. See, God uses the valley to identify dried up places that impact his dreams for me. So let's jump back into Ezekiel. The Bible says that the Lord brings, the Spirit of the Lord brings Ezekiel, and he has his hand on him. And he says, let's walk back and forth. And it says that he sees dry bones. So picture the imagery. There are 206 bones in your body. So imagine now the thousands and the, and the thousands and the thousands and the thousands of bones all separated all over the place. And God is walking him through all of these dry bones And he says, do you think that the dry places that you're walking in right now can be made alive? Prophesy to him. See, in the valley is where God identifies the dry places of your life. God, God, God shows you that your time with him is, is, is a little dry. 
God, God shows you that your, your, your worship is a little dry. God, God, God shows you that you're trusting him all the way is a little dry. God shows him that your, your, your investment in your family is a little dry. God shows you the places of your life that, that, that's dry. I did a little research because when I was a kid, my mom made sure, I don't know if y'all, y'all, y'all have a mom like this, but my mom made sure that I didn't go to school um, ashy. <laughs> like, she made sure, she made sure that my elbows, y'all, she made sure that my elbows had a good sheen on them. She made sure that my skin was moist. Because she would always say, boy, if your skin dry, I don't need that skin to be too dry. If that skin get dry, your skin gonna crack. See, if, 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 if the skin isn't dry, if the skin isn't moisturized, then the, the, the long-term effects is that the skin begins to crack. I looked it up. The skin begins to crack, and when the skin begins to crack, bacteria sets in, and when bacteria sets in, it could actually cause extreme harm. See, sometimes we might view just the dry places of our life as just something that is just there, that we don't want to deal with. But if we learn anything from having dry skin, if it's not dealt with, it creates tap and, 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 and openings that allow bacteria to seep in. And when God is walking Ezekiel through these dry places, he's really pointing out and saying, these are the places of life that didn't have a high value, where there wasn't a water source. See, dryness happens because there's not enough moisture there's not enough water source to keep the body strong and healthy. Your body is made up of 85% water. And so it is suggested to you and I that we consume enough water to where we don't walk in what? Dehydration. And so as I was thinking about Ezekiel being walked through these dry bones, all I could think about was some of us who right now may not even be able to dream again because we feel like we're in a valley and we haven't been putting on our spiritual lotion. We haven't been keeping our spiritual skin dry. We haven't been keeping our heart filled with, 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 with the lotion of heaven. So now we could find ourselves dry spiritually and we might be going, God, I'm stuck here. And God is showing Ezekiel that if there is not a flow of water things separate and eventually turn to dry places see dry bones dry places of life occur in your life and my life because there is no water source there is no water source there is no fresh water and guess what there is fresh water in the valley. I said it earlier about Isaac. See, sometimes we turn off the water source. This is what the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 2. It says, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water. They have dug cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. Jeremiah says, they have forgotten about my dream for them and turned back on the faucet of their dream for them. He says that when you dream your own dreams and God's not in your dreams, you start to dry up. When you start pursuing the things of your own life, when you start pursuing the cares of your own world, when you start pursuing the things that, that don't have God's name written on them, they dry you out. God says, I, 
I have a beautiful well that if you just tap into, it's fresh water. Valley dreams, dried up dreams, revived dreams, valley dreams. I have to get my perspective right because I can sometimes think of the valley as someplace negative, but God is like, no, so much good can happen in the valley. Please change your perspective. It's not a problem. It's an opportunity. But if you see it as a problem, things will dry up because you will turn off the water that's found in me. And you'll start chasing your own stuff and forget about the fact that if it's my dream for your life, you'll stay refreshed. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. I wrote this down. A lack of daily water intake leads to dryness. Watch. A lack of daily water, Jesus, leads to dryness. John chapter 4 verse 13 and 14 says this. Anyone who drinks this water, this is Jesus talking, anyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I give them will never thirst again. Indeed, the water that I give you will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. Jesus says, listen, in me, in your consistent time with me, your daily intake of me, there is fresh water. If you stay in my presence, 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 you'll never thirst again. See, sometimes when we feel like that we don't need to read God's word or we don't need to be in the presence of the Lord or we don't need to pray or we don't need to fast, really what we're saying is, is I'm okay with a little chap dry skin. But Ezekiel's story shows us that if we're not careful, dry places can become permanent places. And God never designed for the valley to be a place where your dream dies, where your hope dies, where your purpose dies, where your passion for him dies, where your hunger for him dies, where your expectation dies. God never designed for the valley to be the place where things die. He designed it to be a place where you walk through your purpose and your destiny. The valley is unavoidable. On the mountaintop, there's favor and blessing. In the valley, there is the blessing and the favor of God. We just have to make sure that our perspective as we dream again is seeing opportunity in every moment of life. I felt like this week as I was preparing, I felt like the Lord said, Damon, I need you to speak to the people who are in a valley. I need you to speak to the people who are dried up because I want to change their perspective. I want them to know that the valley is something that they can capitalize on and see me move and see me respond. And then those that feel like their life is dried up, God, uh, God, the Lord would say to you, no, 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 it's not dried up. It's not dried up. It just needs my voice and my life in it. I wrote this, if you and I don't stay in the presence of the Lord and listen to him speak, purpose, calling, faith, hope, they all dry up and become bones. See, if God's dream is birthed in the presence of the Lord, if God's dream is birthed in the presence of the Lord, if your God dream is birthed in the presence of the Lord and the Spirit of the Lord reveals it to us, then it is also sustained, it is also 
watered, and it is also revived in the presence of the Lord. Let's jump back into this story with Ezekiel. God is walking him through, and this is how I imagine it. I imagine him going, there was, there's purpose right there. They lost hope. This person right here gave up too soon. They were supposed to be going to purpose and destiny. Right here, right here, this is the one that trusted, but they viewed the valley as a problem. But I also see God going, this one over here, I'm not done with them yet. This one over here, they're about to come and be, change the world. Right here, their marriage is gonna be restored. There's healing right there, right there for them. See, I can see God just kind of walking him through. Now, the Bible doesn't say this, but I just love scripture, so I'm not adding to the word of God, but I want you to see it, how God is very strategic when it comes to God's dream for you and I, that God, listen now, God's dream for you, watch now, can't die if it's God's dream for you. That's the reason why he has Ezekiel walking through these dry bones because he wasn't done with those bones yet. God's not through with you yet. This is your time to dream. Again, he's not done with you yet. And so Ezekiel's walking through and then he says, now Ezekiel, do you believe that these bones can live again? City Place, do you believe that you can dream again in the valley and that God is working the valley moment out for your good? If you're dry spiritually, if you're dry in your dreams, if you're dry in your hope and your faith, do you believe in this moment of service that God can bring your dreams back to life? I'm asking you the question that God asked Ezekiel. Do you believe, do you believe that the church of Jesus Christ can thrive? Do you believe that your friends and loved ones can be saved? Do you believe it? Do you believe it? And so he says, come here, do you believe it? Well, Lord, only you know that little hesitation. I like that. That's fine. God can work with it. And then God says, listen, I want you to prophesy to it. I want you to speak what I want to declare to them. And here's what I want you to say. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Like, don't listen to Ezekiel, but hear the word of the Lord. Like, I, I love that because God was saying the only way that the dry thing can begin to rattle and change begin to happen and things begin to come alive is if I begin to speak. If, if, if my spirit is involved, things can come alive. If, if, if I am there, things begin to happen. Uh, tell the dry bones Hear the word of the Lord. See, this morning in the valley, in the valley is when God begins to speak to you. In the valley is where God begins to speak to you. Like, so I have to change my perspective because sometimes you and I, when I'm just chasing my own thing, I just want to hurry up and I'm trying to avoid it. But in the valley, there's an opportunity for God to speak to you. I don't want to avoid the valley because it's in the opportunity in the valley where God speaks to me. I wrote it like this. Watch this. God will use the valley to speak to me so I can speak to it. See, in the valley, God will speak to me so I can speak to it. 
God didn't just step in and say, I, I got this. No, he said, Ezekiel, I'm going to speak to you so you can speak to it. Tell the dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. I love it that he didn't leave it up to Ezekiel to say what he wanted to say. Ezekiel had to spend time in the presence of the Lord so that the message that would change the situation around him had to come from the Lord. See what I'm saying? So you and I, if dreams are birthed in the presence of the Lord, and if the Spirit of God will reveal the things that you and I can't accomplish, fun and serious, then you and I have to remain in the presence of the Lord so that our dreams are sustained in the presence of the Lord, watered in the presence of the Lord, and revived in the presence of the Lord. So in the valley, is where God speaks to you so you can speak to it. Dry bones hear the word of the Lord. So I ask you again, can your dream come alive? Valley dreams. Maybe your perspective in this season of life has been like, God, this is trouble. I'm speaking to you because I want you to see an opportunity. Maybe you haven't even started to dream again yet and you feel like all of hope has been dried up, purpose has been dried up, I'm speaking to you. You get to choose the title. Or maybe you're like, Damon, I, I, I want to believe. I just, I just don't know what else to do. Like, I, what's my next step? I revive dreams so that it can come alive. Like, do you believe that you can dream again? I'm declaring to you today, hear the word of the Lord. Like, you and I don't need to say anything on our own. It's time for us to declare what God would say. So in the valley, I hear God speak to me so that I can speak to it. Ezekiel, declare to these dry bones in this valley what I want you to say. Because I have a vision to see all of these dry bones live again. Ezekiel, my dream for these people are for their dreams to come alive. So I want you to declare to me, I want you to declare to them what I declare to you. Listen to what God says to them. Verse, verse, verse four, let's see. Verse four says this. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter into you and you will come to life. I will attach your tendons to you and make your flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin. I will breathe into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together bone to bone. Ezekiel says, listen, God spoke to me, so I began to speak to it. I said exactly what God said to me. I began to speak to them, and as soon as I began to speak to it, to the dry places in the valley, they began to come alive. He said there began to be a rattle 
And when there was a rattle, he said that they began to shake. And when you read the rest of the story, it says that the bones, I feel like I'm about to do a, a, a dance move, y'all. It says that the bones began to come together and the joints and the tendons and the skin began to cover. He goes on to say, but they didn't have the breath. So he goes back to God and said, God, they're not breathing. And God says, okay, they're not breathing. Say this. And he says, dry bones, receive the breath of the Lord. From four winds, receive the breath of the Lord and live again. And the Bible says that they began to walk around. And when you read it, it says that they stood in front of Ezekiel in a vast army, ready to fulfill the purpose and destiny of God. And then when we get to verse 11, God says this to them. He says, you see everybody? He says, these people represent Israel. They have said, we've lost all of our hope. We have nothing to live for. All hope is gone. When you go on to read it, God says, Absolutely not. He says, prophesied to them again. Hope's not gone. You're going to dream again. See, God says, listen, I work in the valley, but you got to change your perspective. He says, the men and the people that's in front of you felt like all hope was gone when they were coming through the valley. He says, but we're changing their perspective to see that the valley is a pass-through. And in the valley, I do some amazing work. Blessing is there. Refreshing is there. Victory over their enemy is there. Meeting me in my presence is there. I speak to them in the valley there so that they can speak to it. He says, prophesy. Tell them that they're going to live again. This morning, whether you're in a valley... I'm challenging you this morning to change your perspective and see God's opportunity. If it's been dry, I'm challenging you this morning to allow God to speak to you. And I'm asking you, if you're in a dry place, to run to the presence of the Lord where Jesus says, if you drink and you spend quality time with me and you get your daily intake of me, you don't have to deal with the dryness and the cracking and the things that leak in that cause you to be stuck in the valley when you should be passing through. And I'm speaking to you this morning whose dream just needs to live. I'm challenging you to speak to it what God speaks to you. See, the key of the valley and the challenge is to make sure that when we go through the valley, we go through the valley with the Spirit of God and not alone. David says this, he says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't fear the valley because you're with me. He says this, when I'm in the valley, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. David says, your rod kind of nudges me back in place. Your, your staff keeps me moving and keeps me upright. In the moments where I feel like I, I, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to make it, you comfort me. But early on, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want you. Maketh me to lie down in green pastures. You lead me beside still waters. See, David was one of those types of people who said, God, wherever you need me to be, 
I'm going to be there, but I'm going to be there with you. See, God uses the valley to cause revival in dried up things. This morning, whether you are in a valley, I'm praying that your perspective changes to where you see opportunity. If you've been spiritually dry or maybe there's an aspect of your life that's been dry, maybe your dream is dried up and it, it appears like it's dying out. I'm asking you to increase your intake of Jesus. For those of you who need to speak to the dry place of your life and you're ready to just declare what God says over your life, I'm asking you to declare God's word over what he's already declared for you. Right where you are, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for two groups of people. I want to pray for those of you who, are, who would say, Pastor D, I'm in a valley and I need my perspective to change. Or maybe you say, Pastor D, I'm dried up. I need a refreshing. Pastor D, I need to be revived. We said this revival is the presence of God being restored back to his people. Valley dreams, dried up dreams, revived dreams. Let me pray for you. The final group of people that I want to pray for are those of you who haven't even met Jesus yet. You haven't even met him. The Bible says in Ezekiel that the Spirit of the Lord placed his hand on him and he began to lead him and walk with him through the valley. This morning, I want to introduce you to Jesus, the one who will walk with you through the mountaintop moments and the valley moments so that you can have a perspective of no matter where I am, God's still in this. And that comes through a relationship with Jesus. The Bible says if you confess with your heart, I'm sorry, uh, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ died and rose again, he comes to me and, and, and it makes himself the Lord of your life. Right where you are, you say, Damon, I, I need to walk in a relationship with Jesus. Then I'm going to say a prayer. I'm going to pray for a group of people and then I want all of us to pray it together. I want you to just declare that Jesus, you died again, or you died for me and you rose again for me so that I can have life. And I welcome you into my life and I want to dream again. So I'm praying for people who are in a valley and I'm, you're saying, change my perspective, Father, to where I see the opportunity and not the problem. Those of you who feel like life is dried up, maybe your dream is dried up, an area of your life is dried up and you're saying, God, I want to increase my intake of Jesus and I'm going to commit to doing that. And those of you who need it to be just revived and you're saying, God, speak to me so I can speak to it. And then those of you who are saying yes to Jesus. Come on, let's pray. Can you pray this prayer with me? Say, dear Jesus, today I come to you. I need you like never before. I'm giving you my life. I acknowledge that you died for me and you rose again. And today I accept you freely as my Lord and Savior. Help me to see your perspective in the valley. Any dry place in me, I'm running to you. Heal that place, Jesus. And Father, revive my dreams. Speak to me so I can speak to it. In Jesus' name.
Stay right there. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for every person today under the sound of my voice that's declared you as Lord and Savior. I thank you that you're sealing them by the Spirit of God today. And I pray for those, Lord God, that are saying, give them a different perspective of, of the season of life that they're in to where the valley becomes part of their benefit. God, I speak to dry places that this week as we spend time with you that they'll just feel the refreshing of Jesus. And God, for those that are saying, I'm ready to speak to it. God, I pray that they will hear you so clear so that they can declare what you want them to say. Father, we give you glory for all that you've done and the lives that were changed today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, City Place. Can you make some noise today for the decisions that everybody made today for Jesus? Come on, can you make some noise for Jesus today? Well done. For those of you who said yes to Jesus and those of you who responded today to the ministry moment, I want to encourage you to do something. We've got a connection card, cityplacechurch.com backslash card. I want you to fill that out. Let us know the decision you made today or any prayer requests or just something that we can cheer you on. How can we celebrate you? Or the other option is if you, if you don't want to do the, the connection card, you can also text City Place to 94000. Let us know the decision that you made so that we can celebrate you. Our team wants to send you some, some information on what your next step is. And so it's our honor to do life with you and to cheer you on for all that God has for you in this season of life. He didn't design you to do life alone. He calls you or he called you to thrive in community. And so do one of those two things. You can either fill out the virtual connect card or just send us a quick text to City Place. 94000. Your second next step that I want you to do is uh, jump into our Next Steps class. Our Next Steps class is where you discover family and find your fit. We believe that God has called every single person to be in a life-giving community, a life-giving church, to where you can discover how God created you and the purpose that's on the inside of you and then put it to work so that you can impact others for the kingdom of God. And so I invite you to that uh, Next Steps class, which is going to be happening in the next few weeks. Several things we're getting ready to do. We're going to worship God with our giving. Right now, we believe that God has uh, called our church to live to give. And I'm excited because we've been generous in our community. We've been generous around the world. But we are also dreaming. Listen, y'all, we are also dreaming about being a pillar in our community and having our own facility. And so our kingdom finances begin to prepare City Place for that. I'm dreaming, y'all. Listen, can I, can I just sneak the dream a little bit? Listen, I'm dreaming about being a pillar in Southeast Orlando. I'm dreaming about us having a beautiful facility with kids facilities and, and a community facility to where our community can come in and have classes and small groups and different sorts of seminars and our kids can come in and have birthday parties at the church, y'all. I'm dreaming of a beautiful uh, auditorium where the presence of the Lord is filled every single week. Come on, can you dream with me? Can you dream with me? Can we believe that God will use us through partnership together in our kingdom finances to impact our community through giving, but also allowing us to have a house that really becomes a home for the community. And so I wanna say thank you for your continued partnership and faithfulness to God and trusting him with your kingdom finances. Just know, I say this consistently, that as you remain faithful to God with your kingdom finances that he entrusts you with, he's gonna continue 
to remain faithful to your home as well. So let me pray, and then we're going to uh, jump into just some other things happening throughout this week. Father, we love you today. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that we get to worship you in our giving. Father, we honor you today. Thank you for entrusting us with your kingdom finances. Father, we love you. Thank you for allowing us to live to give. We celebrate all who met you today, and we celebrate the fact that you're allowing us to dream again. I pray that everyone has a great week. Father, I pray that we seek you like never before, and I pray that you refresh us this week, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, hey, City Place, have a great week in Jesus, and don't forget, next week, our teenagers are gonna spend time at Basio enjoying some great ice cream. Have a great week in Jesus. We love you. Thanks for tuning in. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's message. Stay connected by subscribing to the City Place Church podcast, following us on Instagram, checking us out on Facebook, or by visiting our website, www.cityplacechurch.com. Enjoy the rest of your day.